0: and grow the industry around the world. Thanks for taking the time out to join us today from wherever in the world you might be listening. Uh, We really, really appreciate it. This podcast is going to talk about a topic I've promised to go into in more depth uh, on uh, previous podcasts. And I've recently been asked about it several times. The question is, why are two motors better than one in an electric vehicle powertrain? Uh, So, as we know, most internal combustion engine vehicles have one engine Um, but increasingly we're seeing EVs come onto the market that use multi-motor systems uh, to both maximise efficiency and performance. So, there's some obvious packaging benefits to having multi motors in the drivetrain. Um, you get rid of all of the, the prop shaft from the front to the rear. You can package uh, two smaller motors rather than one big motor. Um, so, there's some clear packaging benefits. I would come out with that sort of clear, sort of roller skate structure that most EVs seem to be uh, heading towards these days. But there's also some other very significant benefits that you get from going to a multi-motor system and that's what I'm going to go into in more depth today. If we look at the uh, Volkswagen IDR that smashed the Pikes Peak record and then went on to break the all-time record at Goodwood and then also the highly acclaimed Neo EP9, the road car that took the the record at Goodwood as well. Everyone's seen the amazing Rimac, but also cars like the Jaguar I-Pace, the Tesla performance models, all of these cars have got something in common. They use more than one motor to drive the vehicle. There's a several reasons for doing this. Um, and although it might seem to be quite unusual when we're used to seeing cars with one engine, and we know as well that going to all wheel drive in a combustion engine vehicle typically helps in terms of traction, especially in poor driving conditions, but it always has a penalty in terms of efficiency and you know electric vehicles are really all about efficiency. So it does seem quite odd on the face of it that electric vehicles should be tending towards being all-wheel drive um, and and you know there's there's clearly there's some specific reasons for that. So first of all, uh, it's important to think about vehicle dynamics and and also what the function of the electric motor is. So firstly, the electric motor, We're going to use that to propel the vehicle so when we're doing that we're turning electricity into torque in the motor and that turns the wheel and it moves the vehicle but we're also, we use it in another really important way, we use it to generate electricity and when we're doing that we slow the car down, i.e. we turn the car's motion into electricity that we can store in the batteries and use later. That's really important for the cycle efficiency of an electric vehicle and this is called regenerative braking and as the name implies it creates a braking effect so in theory as much deceleration can be created in an electric vehicle as acceleration using the electric motor. So next the dynamics part, well when a vehicle accelerates there's a weight transfer from the front of the vehicle to the rear of the vehicle you will have experienced this when, in, uh, in the car, you press hard on the accelerator and the front of the car will lift a little and we're pushed gently back into our seats, uh, sometimes harder if it's a really, really powerful car. And then also we know when we're braking, there's a weight transfer to the front of the car, so the nose of the vehicle dips a little bit, the rear lifts, and we're pushed forwards on our seats into the seat belt, Or if you brake really hard, your nose is pressed against the windscreen. Under hard acceleration, it's best to have the rear wheels driving as the weight transfer to the rear of the vehicle causes the front wheels to have less grip than the rear wheels. But under braking, the reverse is true. The front wheels do all the work. Just look at the size of the brakes on the front of your car compared to the rear of your car. Because the rear of the car goes light under braking, The grip in the rear ties is significantly reduced. If we did too much braking at the rear of the vehicle, it would cause the wheels to lock up and the vehicle would become unstable. In a rear wheel drive car, this limits the amount of regen braking you can do because if you were doing too much regen braking at the rear of the vehicle, it would unsettle the handling of the car, especially if you're going around a corner, you were braking a little bit, the weight transfer is to the front, it would really have a negative impact on the handling of the car and then that limits the amount of energy you can recover and put back into the battery so the ideal scenario is to have all-wheel drive where you have motors at the front and also connected to the rear so the motors at the rear can work harder under acceleration and the motors at the front can do more work under regen braking without having a negative impact on vehicle stability so cars like the Neo EP9 and the Rimac have four motors, one on each wheel. In this case uh, we can delete the differential that's normally used to split power between the wheels. So that saves a bit of weight and it also means that the amount of torque delivered to each wheel can be very precisely controlled. This is called torque vectoring. Now it is, it is possible to do torque vectoring mechanically with a quite a complex system of clutches and brake actuation. But it's really simple to do this in a four motor setup where the torque can be very, very precisely contro- controlled instantaneously. Controlling the torque in this way really transforms the handling of the vehicle. Um, it means that when a wheel goes light under cornering or when you lose grip at the front because you're doing heavy acceleration, deceleration, you can really precisely control where the torque goes. Um, and it's kind of, it, it actually has quite a strange. Uh, sensation when you're driving you get basically the performance of having a lock differential but without the negative kind of driving characteristics of a lock differential so the problem with an, a normal differential is that when one wheel goes light and um, the diff will put all of the torque to that wheel so you basically end up with wheel slip on a, on one wheel and most people will have experienced that if you're pulling away hard in a car you tend to get one wheel slipping rather than both wheels, and that's because that you've got less grip at that wheel, and the way a mechanical differential works actually puts all of the tr- the torque to the wrong wheel, basically it puts the torque to the wheel you don't have grip in. So in a high-performance vehicle um, or a racing car, you'd have what's called a lock differential or a limited slip differential, and that changes that. But these can have quite a negative impact on the handling of a vehicle because you get a kind of shoving effect um, in, in terms of how they put torque down. So being able to precisely control the torque with an electric motor wheel-to-wheel gives you some really quite significant handling benefits. And these benefits don't just stop in terms of race cars and really high performance. They can be a big, big help in a commercial vehicle um, or an off-highway machinery because you can really reduce the tyre wear that you get in, um, from wheel slip or tyre slip uh, caused by conventional differential during tight manoeuvring. So when you're moving a truck around and you're doing tight turns you get weight transfer from one side of the driven axle to the other and what can happen is you'll get slip um, on the lighter loaded wheel. So having a multi-motor system in a commercial vehicle can be quite a big advantage as well Um, but more from a reducing tyre wear point of view and that's a big cost to commercial vehicle operators. So there's a, there's more advantages though um actually in having a multi motor system and uh, there's a, it's a further advantage in terms of efficiency so we know now obviously we've got the the ability to do more regen braking but as a further efficiency va- advantage of splitting the power between multiple motors in an electric drivetrain, the main source of losses are what's sometimes known as copper losses although this can happen in any conductor material, um, or sometimes it might be called a winding loss in a motor, but it's basically the loss generated by passing an electric current through a conductor due to joule heating. Uh, That's joule, J-O-U-L-E, heating. And it's a function of the square of the current times the resistance of the conductor. So in an electrical system, um, power is simply volts times current, so for example a 200 kilowatt motor on a 350 volt dc system will draw 571 amps of current okay so that's p 200 equals v 350 times i 570 the losses in that system will then be 571 squared times the resistance of the conductors and at a system level, this will include the windings in the motor, all the cabling, the interconnects, and of course the, re- the switching resistances inside the inverter. But if we replace the single 200 kilowatt motor with two 100 kilowatt motors, we immediately half the current in each motor and the inverter and the whole system to 285 amps. And because the losses are proportional to the square of the current, this simple move halves the losses in the system, okay, and that's because 570 squared times the resistance compared to 285 squared times the resistance times 2, okay, so you halve the losses. Dividing the power between four motors means reducing the losses by 75%, okay, I know a few people are going to be reaching for their calculators right now, um, the math does work out. If you're driving a car, please do not use a calculator. Um, wait till you're at your desk later. So having multiple smaller motors also means there's an improve- that we can achieve improved cycle efficiency over a typical driving cycle. Um, we can optimise the multi-small motors uh, much better than we can a single large motor. So imagine a driving cycle, the motors aren't always at high torque. There are sometimes low torque, medium torque all being operated at different conditions throughout the torque speed range of the machine. Um, Having one big motor, it's harder to optimize that across a driving cycle than it is with multiple small motors. So multiple small motors can give a cycle efficiency there as well. So we have uh, significantly reduced I squared losses in the system, and we can optimize the motors better uh, for driving cycles. Okay, so there you have it. That is it. That is the reasons why more motors are better in an EV. It's always a case that more is better, or it's not always a case that more is better, but in an EV, in the case of traction motors, it is a case that more is better. The ex- exceptions to that are if it's a very, very low-cost, cheap, low-power EV, then the compromise solution is a front-wheel drive um, with a low-power motor. You're not going to have any issues with uh, with slip or with traction. But as soon as you're approaching the the grip limits, uh, the traction limits, much better having uh, the the power split between the front and the rear of the vehicle. We can recover more energy under braking without having a negative impact on stability. We can do clever things like torque vectoring to take handling to a completely other another level. And we significantly reduce the I squared R losses in the system. Okay, that's all. So thank you very much for taking the time out to listen to this today. I really hope you found it useful please feel free to ask us any questions on this or any other EV powertrain topics that you might have. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel on whatever platform you might be listening to us on. We're now on loads more platforms. We've got that sorted. Um, Thanks to people asking for us to be on Spotify and put our our podcasts on YouTube as well. So we're now on much more platforms. So don't forget to subscribe to us so you get all the updates. There's going to be about one a week, sometimes a bit more. Um, also please leave us a rating or hit like uh, depending on which platform you're listening on that really helps that helps more people then to see this um, so that we can connect with them as well so thanks very much Uh, look forward to speaking to you again soon